going on everybody? It's Fabrice and we're here at the Content House in Brooklyn for another episode of What's Cooking Podcast, home to the hottest upcoming entrepreneurs around the world. Because today I have somebody who's not even from New York and he's a, you know, the co-owner of this place. His name is Marvin and I'll let you, I'll let him introduce himself to you guys. So yeah, what's up guys? My name is Marvin. I'm 23 years old and I'm usually living in Germany right now. But yeah, I'm here in New York for like the next, like the last three months. So just for this small, for this project over here for the content house. Should speak more into it? But no, no, you're good. You're good. good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just for the content house here. Um, yeah, and in January, like mid-January, I will move to Kenya and gonna like start my business over there. So I'm a little bit all over the place. And yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about today. And yeah. Yeah, so, so, so your business is in... Yeah, I'm in e-commerce. e-commerce. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I'm mostly into e-commerce. I'm like right now in consulting like businesses for like the Amazon for the eBay stuff. So, yeah, that's my main thing right now: support the clients and bring them more sales, increase their like numbers, like optimize their marketing and the product pages and everything. So yeah, that's my focus right now. And when I'm going to Kenya, it's also the same thing. So I'm gonna go over there and like. Also going to start selling over there. They have something similar with like uh, something similar to Amazon, and that's what my main focus will be: like supporting businesses and also like start my own thing over there. Like, yeah, that's like a short overview. Yeah. So when I met uh, Marvin, it was actually pretty funny because Sharik was doing all the talking, and Marvin was like the behind the scenes guy. So like I did like we didn't even like get to really speak until literally like the event was over, mm. and he told me you know. I do e-commerce, I already have a podcast, you know, and then uh, he asked me to tell him more about it. And, you know, it's like both of our needs kind of met met each other. You know, I'm looking for entrepreneurs and he was looking for a platform to, you know, speak about his business. So, you know, networking goes a long way. You know, definitely don't be shy to say anything to anybody. Um, Anywhere I go now, I always talk about my podcast just, you know, just for the fact of, you know, you never know who could work with you and just also who's looking to gain value in terms of the information you might provide. So Marvin's gonna provide a lot of information today that you know I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who want to get into e-commerce out there uh, would want to know. <clears throat> and yeah, that's really it. So what really got you to start into e-commerce? So it was more like a random thing actually. I wasn't planned for me to start with e-commerce. So in 2019 to 2020, I uh, did like an exchange program in Orlando. And because COVID hit at some point, like midway, halfway through, so I was there for like eight months, but was supposed to be there for like 12 months. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, after like seven to eight months, like COVID hit and they sent us home. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was a little bit like without perspective because this was my main thing in this time, you know. But in the end of this program, I met like two guys also from Germany. They started already their e-commerce business. So they were selling on Amazon, some stuff, some products, and were researching everything. So I was like curious how this works and was just hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. And so this was my first contact with in general selling online and everything. And then whenever I came, when I came back, it was in April in 2020 April. Yeah. Like um, said, I was a little bit lost and didn't know what to do. And because I had like this small information from from these guys, I was like, okay, this is sounds very interesting to me. And like in this time, I said like I was just working in the restaurant, started working in the restaurant again, like what I did before, and. Yeah, then I was like looking for an opportunity to start this somehow, you know, and the funny thing is like my my uh, dad and like he has two partners, mm-hmm. they're working together in wholesale and they were looking for someone to start their e-commerce like um, shop and everything. 
So just perfectly yeah, volunteer like, your lab. Correct. Like yeah. right at <laughs> the time when I came back, they were looking for someone and they were like, oh, well, you're coming back? Perfect. You know, even if I had no clue in this time, all this works and everything. They're like, okay, you're going to like just take the over. experiment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an experiment. So it was, as I said, I had no like information besides like my two friends we were talking about mm -hmm. with And yeah, I started randomly into it and that's what brought me there. And like since then, I'm kind of like, I got used to it and I liked it, you know, and spent the last two and a half, almost three years, I would say three years now, just like trying and figuring everything out and watching videos and talking to people about it and like learning. So very random. You never know what's going to happen to you and how you're going to slip into things, you know, everything is the way it is, is perfect for you, you know. Yeah, that's good because you always want to keep yourself in a, uh, not just a, a situation, but you always want to keep yourself surrounded by people that could, you know, add value to your life, Correct. right? So it's actually good that you have a network that supports you yeah. and they're able to teach you the game and, you know, allow you to flourish and do your own thing. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's correct. So always like keep your eyes open. It's the same like what he told, like how we met. It's like a very random, like circumstance. Random conversation. You know, yeah, random conversation. <laughs> I'm really not from here. I'm living like very far away. and. Mm -hmm. Just that everything brought us to this point here is like you never know what what value the situation can deliver to you and like how you like just keep your eyes open and talk to people and say try your best always keep your mind to the things you want to and then things like this will happen mm -hmm. like more than you expected to be right. right so i know the big question right now that everybody that's watching at home probably wants to know is what exactly is e-commerce mm -hmm. yeah e-commerce is like a, it's a very very big thing it's like kind of you know the regular retail, yeah, and uh, this is the same thing. Just you do it online, so you also buy your products in bulk, or you can do drop shipping, different things. You can you buy your products and just sell them online. So there are different ways to do it. Like you can do it over platforms like eBay, like Amazon, like there. I guess what uh, sales is here's Walmart in the US as well, which you can say probably on or Etsy for instance. So you have many many different like websites you can put your products on, and you just sell what you. Yeah, what you think can give a value to other people and yeah or you can start your own, own website and everything so you just basically sell your products online so that's it so it's not nothing magical behind it but it's just a, you know e-commerce i guess everybody of you like bought already something from amazon from wherever from etsy or for something yeah yeah and i know the viewers at home definitely know you know what mike does with the apple products and the ps5s and everything mm -hmm. like that and it was actually funny because I was telling you, you know, I was actually wishing, I actually wish Mike was able to be here today. So, you know, you guys got a conversation because what you guys do is kind of similar, but kind of different. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned drop shipping. I know when we spoke originally, you said there's a difference between e-commerce and drop shipping. Yeah, correct. You like to let uh, everyone at, no at home know yeah, like, yeah. the difference? Yeah, I would say like this is like e drop shipping is a part of, of e-commerce, of course, but this is something like if it, I did not have that much contact to, but what I can, what I know in this area is more like, you have a direct contact with the supplier like in China, for instance, and you build your website, you build it mostly over Shopify. That's what the, uh, most people do it over or via. And the people, for instance, like you get, try to generate customers and bring them to your website. And so whenever the customer orders something from you, you just give the order to the supplier in China and the supplier in China directly uh, ships the product to the customer. So it's like, you don't have contact with the product. It's just like, you just uh, basically like someone who's like um, the middleman, basically. the middleman, correct, yeah. the middleman, and just like deliver, correct, the website to the platform that your product gets seen by the customers. That's basically it. Yeah, because that's actually what I was thinking too. I was thinking, well, isn't it being the middleman regardless? But yeah, yeah, that's how you explained it to me in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was gonna ask you, like, for you specifically, are there certain 
certain type of products or like I guess we say industry that you really gravitate towards in terms of what you like to sell? So it's hard to say in general, like if there's any product or anything, you really need to make some research on it. Yeah, like More about the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need to like see what the market is at, what product could like fix a problem or like you need a solution for something. You know, you can mm -hmm. basically you can sell everything. Yeah, I like what you said that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you can sell really everything, but you really need to like know the market and like look on upcoming opportunities. You really need to keep up with everything and the trends. You know, when I said, when I started with my dad like selling this stuff. This was and we sold disposable packaging, you know. Mm -hmm. So like this is a product online what I would never thought about that it, this would run this big. But we I don't know, after like two years we made like a volume from like three hundred to four hundred dollars every single day, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is something seven it just it's just you don't think it's like passive income yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so, it's just like, you know, not even thinking about it, it's just coming in. Yeah, correct. So Yeah. So you, like you just said, you know, it's just something that you didn't think about. So like what would you say is probably the most random, like the most random product that you sold? What I sold? Um, like you just would, wouldn't think this, I would be selling this. Mm. So basically the best selling item I sold and the most random I also just didn't expect people to sell. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, there are paper towels, like paper towels for, for like <laughs> public restrooms. You know, yeah. this is the product we sold, I would say, every single day minimum 150 units to 200 units and very unexpected you know like of course it makes sense that everybody needs it every single shop has these paper towels in their in their like restrooms and stuff right. but it's restaurants, something yeah restaurants everything, everything of, yeah, people correct, houses. yeah private houses you know everybody has it but there's something you don't mm -hmm. you don't really have on your like mind if you want to sell something online you know so right. that's what i mean you really don't know you need to make your research and find out like or figure out what makes sense to sell or whatnot you know so I'm thinking probably people probably buy in bundles, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming, yeah, that's what I was saying, like restaurants. I'm assuming they probably buy like 100 paper towels a day. Yeah. Well, not even a day, but maybe even a week. But even more, even more. Yeah, even more? Yeah, oh, even wow. more. Yeah. The funny thing is, as I said, I didn't expect it to sell this fast. And mostly the customers, they sell not just, we have sold them in like boxes with like 5,000 pieces in one mm -hmm. box. And we had many customers that sold like, 10 pieces every week, like mm -hmm. 10 boxes every week, or 20 boxes or 50 boxes every single week. So this means like one customer, the best thing about it is like returning customers, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a product that is like getting wasted, getting used. They just come back keeps, more, yeah. Yeah, come back. yeah, if they need it, the demand's always correct. gonna be there. Yeah. So that's also, as long as you have the supply. So. Correct, correct. There's also one thing I learned, it's very, it's much better to bring your customers back every single week or every month at least, instead of buying like products that you sell once and the customer comes back in like six months or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes keeping that retention might draw the customer into something else. So, for example, you just said paper towels. Mm -hmm. For paper towels, uh, let's just say, like, you know, I said a restaurant, for example. From paper towels, now they're looking for utensils, plastic utensils. Yeah, correct. You know, correct. so, and they, and they see you have that too. So now they're starting to build up a repertoire in terms of, like, what they could get out of you. Like, you know, yeah. okay, I know this guy has this, he has this, he has this. I expect him, he probably has this as well. So now, you know, they're going to come to you first before, you know. Yeah, that's the best thing, you know, like you start with one product, like this is the most common product they know, for instance, the paper towels, and then from this one, as you said, they jump over to the next and to the next, and in the end, like they buy every single product they have, they buy it from you, you know, and it's like the best thing, after a while, they come, keep coming back, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, so there's the, I guess you could say the shipping, like, mm -hmm. my question would be in terms of like the profit, so is the profit more so from the price differential, or is it like more on the shipping side? 
Because I was actually surprised when I seen people saying like they make a lot of money in shipping fees mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then maybe they got AliExpress because even though you're buying something, you know, for like four dollars on AliExpress, the shipping is like thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. is it something that I thought in regards to like what do you like with, with what you do? Like, does the shipping factor into like the profits as well? Or? Yeah, definitely. Like for instance, you imagine when you just buy like drop shipping. What do you say? Like when you buy these products, like in like small amounts of yeah, small amounts, it's always more expensive for you, you know, mm -hmm. like one product instead of like, I don't know if you a buy bundle. it, yeah, a bundle mm -hmm. is like, yeah, it's cheaper for you than just every single product by itself, you know, like we, we uh, bought like truck wise, you know, like instead of like buying like 10 products or 100 products, we bought like every single week from one product, we bought like a whole truck, you know, mm -hmm. so this made everything, the production was cheaper for us, the transportation was cheaper because you can divide all the costs to all the single products you have, you know? Instead of like just 100 units, the, the shipping fee from $100, for instance, you can divide these shipping fees to like a thousand products, for instance. Mm -hmm. So it's cheaper for you, you know? It's why like in the beginning, of course, it's easier for you to like start slow and like maybe with 10 products, 50 products, 100 products. But as soon as you start realizing that you really can sell these products, it makes more sense for you to buy big amounts, you know? Right. You should save the shipping fees and you can give this back to the customers or you can also like put this in your own pocket you know it's money yeah. you save so mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's why dropshipping is a little bit tough you know like what we did was more like bug bug orders and we could like ship more from our own warehouse yeah, yeah. there's this one guy who shows up on my instagram a lot his name is will change lives i think mm -hmm. i keep forgetting his name but i know i mentioned so him to you too and he makes it seem so simple like he was like oh this is how you start in like three easy steps and it's weird because he does the same video over and over and over. It's like, oh, this is how you do it, this is how you do it, this is mm -hmm. how you do it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like every time he posts a video, he shows something different. For example, I didn't know like you actually need licensing to do this. Mm. Of course, yeah. you need like this. It always seems very easy once when they explain it or like the mm -hmm. way they try to like engage with you and everything. But it's it's definitely like a lot of work, a lot of knowledge what you need to put into product research is the most important and the biggest part of your work. You know, even before you start, you have to really know. What you, what are you looking for? If it makes sense, you need to find a supplier. You need to find like a transportation like company, like logistic company. You need to have like a good pricing when you ship your goods from here, like to your customer as well. So there are like many, many small things what you don't think about, what like has an impact on you on this business, you know. So you need a license. I don't really know. I can't explain the rules in the U.S. You know, I can just speak for my like. <laughs> what I experience over there, I don't want yeah, to tell yeah. you anything wrong over here, yeah. you know. Like, don't need any lawsuits over yeah, here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So, just that you know, but like I would say it's, I guess, similar. You need like paperwork to have it, you need like an official company, you need like I said, like we had a contract, very good contract with the DHL just to make it cheaper for us, you know. So, there are like many, many small things you need to like combine to make it like work and to make it as efficient as possible. But I understand, like in the beginning, for instance, we had also our issues, you know. You start small with like one package a day, two a day, and something. So you slowly, slowly start to learn. Like, okay, this, this is what I need. This is what I need. You never start like perfectly. I would say, you know. So. Yeah. yeah so you, so you mentioned uh, there's like different rules and regulations everywhere. So mm -hmm. your store is well. You said your store is gonna be in Kenya, but uh, from where your dad, you and your dad operate, that's in Germany. Yeah, that's in Germany, okay. and we sell just in Germany. Like okay. That, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, so I was gonna say like you know, mm. in terms of the U.S., I, I thought probably there was like certain. Well, mm. the people that you met in in school, like, do mm. they do it in the U.S. or mm. in school? What do you mean? Like the 
people you met in school, like those the two friends you said. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I mean, do they do it in the U.S. or do in they in Germany as well? They Germany. Yeah, correct. Like they, yeah, I met them in the exchange program, and they they sell their goods also in Germany, but they do it like for instance, we had our own warehouse. It's something maybe will, will also be interesting for you. I don't know if you heard about Amazon FBA. Mm. Yeah, they send their products out like uh, with FBA. So this means I don't know for everybody who doesn't know what FBA is. It's like they themselves live in Mexico right now. But their products, they sell it in Germany, so this means like they ship, they buy their goods also from China, from the manufacturing by itself. They ship it to Amazon, and Amazon ships the goods, like the products out when a customer buys it. So there's, it's kind of like drop shipping, but like just with like a faster delivery time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, not instead of like sending the order to the Chinese supplier every single time, you ship the goods in Germany in bulk amounts, and then like Amazon ships it out for you. So for the people that's probably watching this in Germany right now, uh, what? What advice would you give them in terms of like the rules and regulations? Is there anything they should know in that? Mm. Like anything they shouldn't do or, you know, any... Yeah, like what you shouldn't do. Oof, there are many, many mistakes you can make in the beginning. I would say it's the first... Well, at least legal. Well, legal. you can speak on that too, but yeah. at least like from a legal standpoint. From a legal standpoint, yeah. It's very important to know the regulations for every single product. For instance, like I never wanted to go like in electronic products, for instance, because at least in the EU or like in Germany, you need like so many different like certificates and like the quality standards are very high. So you need to really find a supplier outside of the of uh, Europe that has like a good price for you and is also like following all the rules. You know, like when there are any issues with the products for you and the customer like has any problems with this, then you are like in in the fault. You know, like, mm-hmm. and so you have the issues with the like lawsuit and everything. So really get to know your product before you like audit and like know what regulations the US or like in the US I guess you also like a lot of regulations you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so I was going to ask too I'm assuming it's probably on a fluctuating scale but well probably a little bit of both I would assume like with um, e-commerce it's probably like a pretty stagnant business meaning like for example when you're saying with the paper towels like people buying paper towels every day so I'm guessing like you know every day it's like paper towels and there's some products where it's like mm-hmm. you know summertime sell a lot and then mm. winter time probably not so much just because the demand isn't really there mm-hmm. definitely definitely this is something I always try to avoid you know like especially when you start I wouldn't I would not when I would restart I wouldn't start with products that are seasonal you know like if you just have a product that's just sold over the winter time what are you doing in the summertime mm. you know you cannot make all the profit in the winter time it's better to have something that is really not seasonal and like it's going all over the year, you know? Like yeah, you have also some... Uh, yeah, because yeah, momentarily it's, it does sound smart yeah. to do. Like, okay, like it's summertime, everybody needs sunglasses. Yeah. You know, I, I get a bulk of sunglasses and I can even, even just make my own brand of sunglasses or I can just sell these sunglasses wholesale, you know, from the wholesaler and just do this for like a month or two and then I'm done with it. Yeah, correct. But long term, it doesn't sound ideal yeah, to correct. do because then you're going to have the supply of yeah, correct, correct. Sunglasses is going to waste. Yeah, it's like, okay, if you like, I would say, if you already established a little bit, you have your products what sell like over the whole year, and then you'd be like, okay, for this season, let me try at least the sunglasses, you mm-hmm. know? But not, it shouldn't be like your only part of what you focus on, like, at least in my opinion, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, like that. I mean, like, usually focus on products that are like non-seasonal, like going through the whole year, you can sell it all the time, and products where your customers keep coming back to you, you know? Like, where you really keep coming back, like, something what you need to use mm-hmm. and what you need to buy again, you know? Yeah. It's the best the best thing for you. Yeah, like, good retention is always yeah. key to anything, really. Not even just, like, with selling, but even just 
with anything. I, I got to just start with what you're about, mm. uh, you know, retention and content creation. Mm. You know, that's how a lot of people blow up. They don't mm. just have two million followers today and then tomorrow they go down back to like mm. a, a thousand, right? Mm. Like they keep their retention. Mm. So you would, uh, with e-commerce, dropshipping, anything, you want to have a retention to where people, like I said earlier, people know, okay, you know, you have the paper towels, I'm going to come to you for paper towels. Mm. And then on top of that too, maybe you might have relatable products such as, you know, plates, plastic utensils, you know, things like that, so. Yeah, correct, very, that's very correct. Like, you need to keep consistent, like, just always, like, try to expand, like, your products and, like, yeah, look further, you know, like, try to find the needs of your customers, you know, also when they buy the paper towels or they buy one product from you, see what else they could need in this, like, direction, you know, like, there's always something you can add on or, like, upsell, we have, ups we call it upsell, mm -hmm. they, like, buy another product with this product together, you know, like, that's what makes sense for you. So uh, I was gonna ask too. Uh, before all of this, what what would you say was your plan going forward, like out of school and everything? If you, or even if you didn't get into uh, this business, like what do you think you would have been like doing instead? That's a very good question. Yeah, <laughs> very good question. Like I thought about it a few times. Like as I said, like I came back from like the um, eight month uh, um, exchange program in Orlando and Disney World. And when I came back, I was said very like I didn't know what to do at all. So then I, I was working for like five years. Like since I'm fifteen, I'm working like in like a restaurant. Like I like also was like managing this restaurant and like the meet right after school for a little bit before mm -hmm. I left for the exchange program. So I went back to this because I didn't know what else I would do. You know, like honestly, that was just your college years, right? Yeah. Second? No, no, it was not. It was after after high school. I didn't study. Oh, after I didn't school. study. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it was just high school. Exchange program and then I started. Oh, high school exchange. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. High, no, after high school, this was yeah, yeah, yeah. high school and then I started like uh, go went to Orlando. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of like like university. So I wouldn't probably like wouldn't study. I, I didn't as well. Maybe I would manage this restaurant. I would look for like another opportunity to come go somewhere else. You know, right. like to like do another exchange program somewhere. Like just to. Yeah, like this was very helpful for me to gain like so much knowledge and to grow myself and to learn so many things about people and about myself. Mm -hmm. I would guess I would try to find something else like this. Yeah, because I, actually I, I thought like exchange, foreign exchange was like more so like with uh, with, with college and like high school. Because that, that's the thing too, especially being from New York. Mm -hmm. um, and my high school specifically was pretty diverse. I mean, it wasn't like too diverse, but there was diversity there, obviously. Just the state itself is a diverse state. So it was like, I forgot that there were actually, you know, foreign exchange students yeah, there. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why I thought you like were referring to like mm. college and everything. No, no, this is right after. Also after yeah. like whatever you do, I'm always recommending since I made this exchange program and I left my hometown, hometown uh, uh, and I left like everything I did before. Mm. I recommend every single person in our age, like in the, the early 20s, after school, college, whatever, to leave for a bit. Even if you live in New York, even if you live in a great city, just make the experience like outside of your place, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you leave your comfort zone, you leave your friends, your family for a little bit and like really try to be with yourself and to learn about yourself, you know? So, yeah. yeah. One thing my mom was doing when I was younger was like, put me in boarding school because she always mentioned it. And she always uh, mentioned how, one, it makes you independent, but two, mm. uh, it also gives you a sense of, like you said, you know, if you leave, you feel like, a, you know, it's kind of like a fresh start. Mm. You feel a different experience. Mm. You kind of feel out of place. Like, you, like, it makes you feel uncomfortable in a good way to where it's like, this is something new, and it just kind of changes your mindset on certain things. Mm. 
So uh, it does make it does make everything pretty uh, more like it does open like your eyes more in terms of seeing everything in a different light. Yeah, you have a different so, perspective. You have a, you, have, you see something what other people don't see, you know. And even if you like, at least for me, you have to tell me how it was for you. But when I came back in my hometown, I was just well, I, I was you. like, I was back. I couldn't stay there. I was like. <laughs> Every single day I was like questioning like what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I wanna leave, I wanna be Did somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, of course <laughs> I, I miss them. I miss them <laughs> as well, you know, I miss them as well, but the thing is I'm still You're still I, young, yeah, you got a lot of potential. Yeah, I felt like you felt like when you go back in the same place you're like, Wow, this is I don't want this anymore, you know, like the place where you've been and it's like it was good like for a certain amount of time. But going back there is like step back yeah. it feels like a step back you know so that's why i work yeah. for you yeah. yeah even for me it's just like uh because i went to college in pennsylvania so it's like and that's the thing i was like it was the suburbs of pennsylvania mm. i'm a city kid oh, <laughs> you know okay. a lot of the kids that i went to school with mm. are suburban kids so it's like this is nothing new it's like home with me i'm just like i can't wait to go home yeah because <laughs> okay. it's just like a cultural shift but at the same time too as i got older mm. i started saying you know what this this suburban life's not even I like it. It's, it's pretty simplistic. Um, certain things such as like, let's just say traffic, for example, you know, like the same way, you know, people complain about city traffic here. Mm -hmm. You don't deal with that out there. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like, there's a lot of uh, different differences and, you know, so it's like a parallel in terms of like, you know, what you miss versus like, what you like that's in this new place. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so correct. going, so talk, uh, speaking about new places too, I was gonna ask. So, is Kenya gonna be a new chapter for you? Or have you like actually been there before? Yes, it's. I've been there in April this year, but just to prepare like some things and to see because like maybe I tell you a little bit the backstory that you understand like what I mean, or like that all of you can understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's more like um, since last year October, um, I have this plan and I was planning like towards this, and like this beginning of this year got a little bit more serious because I knew like I. I started preparing a little bit more and like so this means in April, yeah in April, I've been there for the first time to make mm -hmm. some connections and I was talking to some people on LinkedIn and we met up over there in person just to figure out if the e-commerce industry makes sense for me to start over there or, or like to go in there as well. Mm -hmm. So I've been there for two weeks but it's still a new chapter, you know, like was yeah. like just preparation for this. And this, uh, this is another step for me like leaving again my, um, because I'm still living in my hometown and this is for me like now the final uh, like cut, you know, like mm -hmm. I can leave again and this time I really don't have like one year contract or with like Disney World or something. This time I go and there's no return ticket for me, you know. Yeah. So it's like a really like a fresh start. Like with well, like no holidays? Or? For uh, the beginning, oh, uh, no holidays, you know, okay. like just maybe whenever like the business is going well, everything, of course I come back and visit everybody, you know, but for the beginning it's like I'm trying to like pure focus and like to observe and like to yeah just to really like live the opportunity I have you know right I mean you might even have that feeling again where you're just like hey I can't stay I have to go back yeah maybe you know, yeah, and then, yeah. you know those few breaks they're just not worth it I gotta stay over there. yeah of course of course you never know but <laughs> you have to try you know like this is something like you have to try you know if I don't try this so like you will never know like how much this will really give me, you know, like mm -hmm. I will, uh, maybe I can tell you if I come back in one year, I can tell you how it really is for me or maybe I'll, I'll be back already or I'll be in like the next country or something, you know, mm -hmm. just, you just have to try it and to, I don't know, just don't listen sometimes or don't think sometimes, just go just and go. do it, you know, like, um, that's what I can tell you for this. 
So you probably touched on it a little bit, but what would you say are like probably your e-commerce secrets that you haven't shared, or maybe you have already shared them already, but what would you say are some secrets that you probably, you know? So yeah, I would say there like everything is, you can Google everything, yeah? so it's not many secrets, but it's like what I think is the most important thing, like first of all, I said product research, I already told you this, you need to really understand the market and so that you can pick out your products. When you have your products, you need to really, like if it's you're trying to sell it on a platform like Amazon or eBay or something, whatever I do with my clients now, is the most important thing is how it looks, you know, how does the product look. You know, like the, you know, the product detail page on the side when you look on Amazon, you have like the pictures, you have some, like some text, you have some like uh, description on the, on, the, on the bottom and everything. This is the first interaction the customer gets with your product, you know, this is important. They, if this is not like perfect or like gives the customer everything he needs, this is already like, he's going away, you know. There's so much competition, especially in the US or like in the European or German, German market, that the customer can decide where he or she wants to buy the product, you know. So, mm -hmm. the product detail page is the most important first step. And then your marketing is uh, like the third step, you know, like the marketing. If you like, you need to figure out like the on-platform marketing. And this is mostly a thing like, like a trial and error, you know, like mm -hmm. if I, you can make some research on it, of course, you need to, like there are some specific tools like that help you to figure out what keywords people are looking for, mm -hmm. if you want to sell so like your SEO. product or okay. SEO. It's, this is what will help you, but you really need to, every product is specific and different and people sometimes they, they're looking for things you don't even expect. Even when if you want to sell this mic, for instance, people like Googling, uh, sorry, looking up in Amazon or something, they're looking for MacBooks. And mm -hmm. in the other hand, they also want to buy a mic at the same time, you know? Right. So you need to figure out what are the customers, like the customer behavior, you know? Like how mm -hmm. is it moving from what product is it very like, um, yeah, is it more likable or likely to buy another product as well, you know? Like, so mm -hmm. first is research, product research, you really need to understand the product. Then you need to understand like that the detail page is perfect. It needs to be very, very clear, very perfect. It needs to contain every information the customer needs, mm -hmm. with like also high high resolution pictures and everything. And then you need to understand the marketing. Like these three things. Yeah, you need to make your research on it a little bit deeper. But I can also yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna because like when mm -hmm. you when you mentioned marketing, I was kind of mm -hmm. confused because mm -hmm. I was gonna say like, mm -hmm. how do you really market it if I feel like these are products people want? So mm -hmm. I feel like. It's more so like, like, what do you really, like, how do you really market? But then you, then you kind of said like, you know, SEO, mm -hmm. but yeah, like yeah, the, the marketing thing is just kind of confusing to me because mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like everybody kind of wants these already. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, the marketing is more so just the reviews itself, but the reviews come from, from the customers who bought. So yeah. it's kind of like, how do you really go about marketing mm -hmm. at least on your end? Yeah, 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 that's a good question. The thing is like, like you don't have to give me your secrets. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like in general, like, if somebody was thinking, how do I market my business? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you probably advise them to do in mm -hmm. terms of that? So the thing is, yeah, the, what you said is correct. Yeah, people want the product, but as I said, like, there's you want to sell this mic, for instance, and mm -hmm. there's like another hundred thousand people or ten thousand people that sell the same mic or a similar right. mic. Like, why should I or like why should the customer buy from you and not from anyone else? You know. So you need to. The customer needs to find you, and they need to like. Um, you need to put in their mind that your product is the best product, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean, like, this is like in terms of marketing, like customers, the customer is looking for like microphones online and you need to pop up as, as in the first place, you know? Right. And this is the secret, like this is the thing, this is the hard thing, you know? You can, it's easy to put it online to buy this product from like a supplier, 
but to get like the views on the product, get impressions that people really see this, that's the hard part. That's what ma the marketing is for, you know? Yeah, I would say at first glance too, it's probably a trust factor too, because one thing with me, especially with, uh, I was, well, not just me personally, but especially with my friends as well, it was one thing where it's always, the first question that always comes to mind, mm. oh, well, is this person a trustworthy like, like vendor? Like, can I trust that this is gonna be the same thing I'm seeing in the images, or can I even trust that I'm actually gonna get the product? Mm. Because a uh, quick story with me was uh, in college, Everybody used to like wearing basketball jerseys, mm. especially when it got nice out. And I didn't understand what the trend is. I guess it's a college thing mm. where it's like everybody likes to wear basketball jerseys. Specifically, not even just basketball jerseys, but like kind of like not like, if, how do I say? Like, I guess you could say non-basketball jerseys, mm. but it's basketball themed. So it's like, for example, a basketball, team, uh, a basketball jersey from like a TV show or a movie. Mm. If that makes sense. So, for example, or even uh, somebody's like high school jerseys. I've seen somebody make like Obama jerseys, like his high school jersey. Okay. It's, it's random, but, but they people buy it. Yeah, and it's like, or even Will Smith, for example, best one, right? I see a lot of people wear the Bel Air Academy jersey. Obviously, it's not a real jersey, but people know from the TV show. So people used to buy these jerseys, and they actually got me into it. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the jer like I bought jerseys you know, through like websites like AliExpress, things like that. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, there's no official jersey, people just custom make okay. them and, you know, build a business yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The first thing that people always question is, is this person a legit seller? Am I gonna get my jersey? And that's what the reviews are for, but I feel like the trust factor is always gonna be like the first instinct in mm -hmm. terms of what people are gonna look for. And then also, you know, people send pictures, not just the reviews, like verbal reviews, but they send pictures to show you what it looks like. And I feel like, with me, I was kind of picky, at least me. I don't know about everybody else, but I was picky because I feel like, you know, this, this person could have like all these sales, but you know, I, I don't see anybody Review. posting reviews. So I just scroll to the next seller. Oh, this person has pictures. Okay, I could, you know, buy from this person. And it was funny because when it came to like the official NBA jerseys, I'm thinking, well, you know, whatever. So like, I mean, not to say I was gonna buy a fake jersey, but it's just like, eh, you know, they're selling it for cheap. We'll see it. And then it's like, I got a jersey that's officially from the NBA store, has a tag. Mm. The price that I paid is probably like $20. And then the price on the tag, it says like $89.99, which is what the NBA store probably is selling it for. So mm. I'm getting like an authentic jersey, mm. you know, for, for cheap. I'm just like, you know, amazed, mm. you know. So I feel like the trust goes a, like a long way. I feel like it's probably like the key thing when it comes to the customer's perspective on like yeah. your e-commerce store. No, 100%, you're correct, 100% correct, like I agree with you, like it's just tough in the beginning, for instance, like this was like a small guide for new sellers, you know, when you start new, you have no reviews, you have no one, no one bought your product yet, yeah. but this, this is the tricky part, you know, to get these first one, two, five reviews and everything, you know, it's what takes you the longest amount of time, but you're right, like even myself, even if I know, like how this works and I, I also can understand he's a new, the person is a new seller, I do like sometimes I try this product to like just to, mm -hmm. By mostly it's a good quality as well, and then I give them also a good review because I understand his yeah. perspective of the side, you know. But I, I would say everybody, the first thing you check is review, no five stars. The next, that's yeah. what I mean. There's so much competition, you can decide where you buy your product from, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part about it. Yeah, but this is the first, I don't know, few months. It's like taking time for you to get there to get your first five reviews, ten reviews, and after this one, it's you see it's picking up faster and faster. Yeah, because it's crucial. It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like even as simple as like Uber or DoorDash, like giving that person five stars mm -hmm. does a lot for them. Yeah. You know, like I heard like some people, they don't even have four stars. Like I 
think this is true Uber, but I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but from what I was told, you could call that person, whoever it was, I don't remember. They told me like if an Uber driver has like below four stars, they get fired on like immediately, like, you know? Not like somebody gave them three stars, but like if overall, like let's just say they do ten trips and they don't have they don't average four stars on those ten trips, mm. they're out of here. Mm. I don't know how true it is, but you know, it just shows you like those reviews mean a lot. Yeah, you know, so because especially to like when it comes to e-commerce, you're dealing with somebody in a country that you don't even know where they are, they're located. Mm. You don't even know what country they're from. You don't even know how they look, their age, nothing like that. And I understand there's scammers out there probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For so sure. yeah, I, I definitely understand like why the reviews are definitely mm. the main thing. Like I said, with me, I'm picky with the reviews. So mm. yeah. yeah, but you have a good point. You know, it's like important to be conscious about it but also to be like okay like as you heard from now on like from from my side from outside now mm. that you hear like every you like we started also with zero reviews you know and we have good products you know so mm. it's sometimes if you give a bad review like think twice about it you know if it's really that bad or if it's because this is like as you said it mean, means a lot to this seller or to this uber driver or to this like delivery guy and everything you know it's like very very important for them and if you give for you it's easy to give one star but it's also easy to give five stars and you this is like a very very big difference for the person behind behind the scenes you know so yeah be conscious i would say be conscious i didn't this was a perspective i didn't understand that much before i like started selling everything uh, like selling uh, stuff online because i didn't think about it and i was also young you know but like now when i think about it i was like okay it's very very important every single person who's like asking for review like i always get five stars and just also when they do a good service, when I like the product, I really always give it a five-star review because it's very, very important for them, you know? Yeah. yeah. So where could uh, people check out your e-commerce uh, web, uh, website? Mm -hmm. Would it be a website? Yeah, website yeah. Mostly, platforms, anything yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, mostly right now, like right now I'm shifting everything from my, uh, my presence from Germany to Kenya. So there's, the website is in building right now. Yeah, we we are not online yet. Like I will move in January over there, so in January like it will be online. But I will, uh, there will be a link tree. Can we put it in the? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll okay. put it in the description. Okay, yeah. I will put it. We will put a link tree. Probably like right here too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, and like right here. yeah, perfect. Right here, yeah, right here. Okay, so I don't know wherever it is. Yeah, wherever it is, there's like my link tree, and there you find like my social media. If you have any questions, there's my. Uh, I just started a TikTok account where I also try to give some value. Also. In terms of like mindset and like giving you some insight in my like journey right now moving and everything and if you there's also an etsy account where i give you some like small sheets where it's like the basic information for like the product listing what i just told you about and everything you will find it in the description just check it out and if you have any questions you can just like come to me and yeah let me know and i support you however i can and answer every single question yeah. so do you have any last words for the audience or just anybody that wants to get into it e-commerce anyone who's in it right now that's probably struggling looking for some words of motivation advice yeah. yeah of course i always have like a good word of motivation with me you know it's very important um so what i can tell you no matter like how much knowledge you have what are you doing right now it's like nothing of this matters if you really want to start this business or if you really want to do this even if it's not e-commerce or if it's e-commerce doesn't matter just like put all your energy towards this i also started with zero like knowledge i started with no one who could help me, like no one who could support me, you know, so just put all your energy towards this goal and like you will get the outcome, but be patient, you know, like it won't happen like tomorrow or next week or next month, it will take a month, uh, like a year or two, 
but in the end it's worth it, like all the energy and the sweat you put into this work. So yeah, believe in yourself, don't give up and you can do it. Alright, that's good. So yeah, you've seen us cook with Marvin. Uh, the heaters act is looking good. But um, yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it was a pleasure, Marvin. Yeah, uh, thank you for allowing me to use this space. Yes, thank you. You, know, you and Sharik are doing amazing things. Thank you, thank you. And I uh, wish you guys the blessing for the you know the future with this business. And you know, um, like I said, you know, last episode, show Marvin just as much love as he showed Sharik. You know, show us some love as well. Make yeah. sure you you know subscribe to our channel, follow us on both of us on Instagram. Like I said, his link tree is gonna be somewhere here. Whatever, yeah, whatever you know, <laughs> click on it, check it out, yeah. and you know, um, share this video. It's definitely somebody who's interested in doing e-commerce. You know, the networking is 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 a big is a big deal with us. So definitely, definitely share this, um, <clears throat> and that's really it for me. So um, yeah, any final comments? You said I think you said everything. Yeah, we said everything already. <laughs> Just like do what you really want to do and like put your mind to it, and you can reach it. That's right. I guess all I can say. So, like I said, I've seen what's cooking with Marvin. You know, we got a lot of more people coming in. And stay tuned for more episodes. And we're out. Yes, it's a good podcast, so listen to it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>